So now we have uh, the whole business around FDs turning into more. So what happens here? How was the journey there? So if FDs have to become, um, turn into more, and again, in banking, what happens is the, we can lend you money if you are active with us. Hmm. If you're not active with us, can't lend you money. Sure. Simple. If you have 5 lakh rupees parked in a bank account for a year, why won't a bank give you a credit card with a 2 lakh rupee limit? You're safe. You have money. Sure. Salary is coming every month, right? And it is, it's, it's an X amount. That amount, obviously, we can give you as a credit line on a credit card. right? Similarly, you can give out um, a loan. Sure. You would have heard of an instant loan, pre-approved loan. Just one click. Where does that come from? That comes from the fact that you have been active with the bank for a long duration of period where we have some confidence saying, okay, this guy has enough salary coming in consistently for 12, 24, 36 months. It is of a certain value. Hmm. Yes, this is a safe customer. If I give him a loan or her a loan, he or she will be able to pay it back to this extent. That's the simplest way of That's explaining it. Yeah. So what is that actually? That is retention, right? That is customer being active. I'm going to zoom into the yeah. people side of things, the technology side of things and the data side of things. Yeah. So, you know, whichever is your favorite, please pick that up as the first one that, okay, at IDFC, now that you want to do this, from people and stakeholder management, the mindset shifts. I don't know what uh, kind of org this was and how did you navigate uh, that this is a mandate, that this is how the conversion flow should look like, this is how the friction needs to get removed. How do you optimize that whole experience? Yeah, so, so it has multiple stakeholders, as you rightly said, right? So, it's obviously a people thing, right? Uh, while traditional bankers know very well that this is the game. Open the account, get the people in, then hold, just hold on to them. Till the end they are eligible for a loan or a card. And then go back to them, sir, do you want to card, yeah, sure. I've got a card for you, sir, please, they are the mm. benefits. The, the traditional banker knows this mm. very well. The digital marketeer, because the industry is very acquisition focused, um, knows this. But executing it is still, I would feel, in the industry, not to name any organization, but general banking industry, it is still evolving. Early days. Right? Sure. This, uh, the entire onboarding, retention, being able to digitally activate the customer when you feel that the customer is not giving you their entire business is something sure, that needs it. to be stitched. We hmm. know it. Everyone does it. But everyone is doing it in pieces, I feel. Right? Sure. So that's where, um, you know, would you have somewhere a dashboard that, okay, X number of people have been acquired on FDs or whatever entry point into the banking ecosystem. Now, out of it, Y percent has now moved from the first interaction to the second uh, intimate interaction, which is, let's say, a, you know, a, maybe a smaller loan or maybe a smaller credit card or something. And then you have a KPI around moving X number of people from here to here on a quarterly basis with whatever activities you do in terms of campaigns, in terms of automations, in terms of their app experiences. So how is that journey navigated, uh, both from a people, process and, you know, uh, technology standpoint? So people and processes are definitely there. Mm -hmm. Guy will today pick up the phone and call you. Well, they so will know. That's the default that yeah, uh, because as of now somebody is doing an RM or whatever will try and call you and give you yeah, Exactly. Right. The RM will pick up the phone and call you and say, look, um, I've seen that you've done X, Y, Z. I would recommend that you do this. Hmm. Also, so I take a buy insurance. But now, so I would have noticed the SMSs slash uh, app message that we keep getting from banks lately. There is usually you have a pre-approved limit of this X level, and I've not usually found this to be a very intelligently done job. Even with a bank that I've done banking for the last twenty years, or you know another bank which has been my credit card for the last ten years, the way they've done this data analysis or whatever, either they're being consciously very secure or safe or protective, or they just don't know what they're doing. 
So There's something wrong. No, so it is it is about technology and people, right? The, the incentive structure is about getting more in to the bank, right? So can I sell more? Yeah. Is basically everyone's job, right? Um, what technology needs to solve is by doing not an actual sale, I'm still enabling a future sale. Huh. That part is not very stitched together in most organizations, I will say. What is the revenue impact of me sending you a happy birthday message, for example? Sure. What is the revenue impact of me giving you financial advice as opposed to cross-selling to you? That Relationship building, reputation building, exactly. brand building, those components are the soft side of things which will have a long-term value prop. Education is considered very valuable across most industries, especially investing as a subject now. So what I was trying to zoom into was when the IDFC bank decided to go this route. They were more digital first. And I think after that, there have been more people like DDS, which have gone digital only in that sense. And these people are expected to be slightly agile with their internal adoption of these things, right? So from that perspective, if agility were to be a metric on which you were to look at your uh, the employer, uh, IDFC bank, in terms of the way you were able to make these things happen and the stakeholder alignment, maybe there was some top-down support available. What was that like? What was that journey like? I think everyone knows the theory, right? But it is for the people like myself right, to push the envelope, right? Mm. And say, I want to do this by this time. Okay. Because I see something happening in my data that tells me this is required. Right. So, so you would have a bunch of analysts there or, you know, help me get, you know, go deeper into this. Yeah, so so basically, the so analyst typically, typically, and this is early, this is up 2014-15, right? So mm -hmm. the analyst is basically me. Okay. <laughs> right. Are you so, saying that in the entire bank, the guy who's actually mining data is... No, 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 no. In, in terms of deploying technology to solve a problem, huh? typically it's it's an individual who's slightly ahead of the curve. I'm sure. not going to... That's, that's usually how it Yeah, that's usually how it works because you don't hire people for a tech investment that is in the future. Hmm. Because the ROI has not been calculated yet. If the ROI has not been calculated, how is someone approving a headcount? Sure. Simply not possible. Uh, that's how large org yeah. So okay. typically, typically, in organizations where the innovation is happening, there is no ROI that is associated with it. So innovation typically always is done by individuals hmm. who are self-motivated. Fair enough. Right. So they have done the calculation saying, okay, this is something that will make us more money which always is the outcome of this will make the customer happier, which mm. always is the outcome of someone being self-motivated, right? Fair enough. So these three things come together to make you, I feel, say say the right thing and do the right thing and push your management to do the right thing, right? Yeah, so that's what I'm zooming into. What did you tell your management? How do you make a case? How do you build a team further if at all you did at that point? How far did you run with it alone? And who were the different stakeholders that you had aligned? So typically, anyone doing customer experience in a bank has three stakeholders that you need to completely align with yourself. CDO, CIO, and CMO. These three guys are, are who make uh, a banking the experience. Hmm. The banking experience. Okay. Right? In today's day and age. I'm, I'm sure there is banking and retail as well. Hmm. Right? But when let's zoom into what we are talking about, our industry. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so in that sense, uh, the CDO, CMO, CIO have to work together. And typically, as a MarTech guy, as a MarTech guy, you have to not just if you report into a CDO or a CMO, and we are coming to a time when MarTech guys will be under CIO as well, right? You have to have to ensure that all three are aligned, and there is a joint vision, shared sort of vision that is there for you to take it ahead. So, are you the one selling to these three major? Yes, absolutely. All the time. to the CMO. 